0: Hi everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome back to the AMM Torah Podcast. It's been a few weeks since we last spoke, I hope everyone had a wonderful Chag, and I'm looking forward to a great spring and summer season with you all. A quick programming note, um, because the eighth day of Pesach fell out on Shabbos, so here in Eretz Yisrael, where we only have seven days of Pesach, we read uh, the we read last week Parsha Shmini, and this week we are reading uh, Parsha's Tazriah Mitzorah. While everywhere else, they will be reading Parsha's Shemini this week and Parsha's Tezriya Matsura next week. And for the next couple of months, I think even, we're going to be one Parsha off. Um, since I am based in Eretz I will be doing a podcast every week for the Parsha that they are reading in Eretz If you're interested uh, in the Dvar Torah and podcast for the Parsha that is being read in Chutzla Aretz, um, please check the links in the email. Or on the blog itself, old ideas for the modern mind, uh, Any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. All right, so without further ado, let's get right into this week's Dvar Torah for Parshas Tazria Metzorah. So the Parshas of Tazriyam Matsara are best known for discussing the laws of Tziras, which is commonly translated as leprosy, uh, even if that's not the most accurate description. It was not an actual medical disease. It was a disease which was given uh, straight from Hashem. That if you had done a specific uh, Veira, which we're going to discuss what those specific ones are, then you would receive Tsaras. The most commonly known uh, source of tzaras is for speaking Lashonhara, uh, at which point you would get these uh, lesions on your skin, um, which is why uh, I think how the translation of leprosy came up. However, there are other types of tzaras. There was tzaras that appeared on your clothing, and there was tzaras that appeared on your house. And even though we've discussed this idea uh, in previous years, I'd like to... Uh, once again, go back to the idea of Taras on the house. So um, it's first brought up in Parsha's Metzora in Parak Yudalad Paslik Lamidalid. And I'm going to read that Pasuk, and, and just uh, if you look at it inside, just know that uh, the Parsha extends uh, further. The topic extends a few besokim after that, but the Pasuk that we're going to focus on is just this first one, Pasuk Lama Dalad. It says, When you come to the land of Canaan, which I am giving to you as a possession... And I will put a lesion of Tsaras upon a house in the land of your possession, which could also uh, sometimes be translated as inheritance. And the Pesukim go on to explain that uh, similar to having Tsaras on your body, uh, you call the Kohen, the Kohen comes and looks at the house, he puts it in quarantine for a week and comes back. Um, And first point, the first stage is you having to remove uh, just the bricks of the Tsaras from your house, but depending on what happens afterwards, you may, have, uh, you may end up having to destroy the entire house. Um, but there's a very cool Rashi over here who explains that this is actually uh, a blessing in disguise. Because when the Bnei Yisrael were coming towards Eretz Israel, so, all the people who were living there at the time were afraid of uh, of uh, losing uh, their houses and their possessions and everything. So, they took all their treasure and they buried it uh, in the walls of their houses. And basically, B'nai Israel take over uh, those uh, cities and, and they move into those houses And eventually, if they get Saras, they break down the walls of the house, and all of a sudden, there's a treasure chest right inside the walls of this house. So you might think that Saras, explains, that you might think that that Saras uh, is such a terrible thing that now you need to build a new house. But in the meantime, uh, you're making a lot more money from breaking it down uh, than you ever would have by leaving it up. And the cool thing about this is that this actually happens nowadays still uh, in Eretz Yisrael. Not necessarily because it's Saras, we don't have that anymore nowadays, but I can tell, uh, I've heard a few stories um, in some of the older neighborhoods in Yerushalayim, uh, where houses were built uh, you know, in the 30s and 40s, um, and even though they were, they were added on to, but the foundations were never changed, and then people go up and eventually dig up the foundations, and they find uh, valuables hidden away uh, from uh, the uh, Israeli armies who are coming to uh, liberate the city of Yerushalayim. But anyway, that's uh, Rashi's explanation. Now, the Kleokar uh, takes a different uh, approach to this Pusuk. He focuses uh, on the language of the Pasek, and he comes up with several questions. So, first of all, why does the Pusik specify that this is Saras on a house which go- is going to be in Eretz-Kanat? Uh, we know that Saras happened in the desert. We see that uh, Miriam got Saras. So the question is, uh, how come specifically by Saras in the house, does it say that will happen when B'nai Israel reach Eretz-Israel? And it doesn't say it by any other type of Saras. Secondly, uh, Hashem tells us over here. He's telling. He's telling us that Eretz Yisrael is going to be given to you as an Ahuza, as a possession. Okay, you know there, there, there are different. It says this several times by different mitzvot. Uh, this description of Eretz Yisrael. And the question is why? Why does it say that here? What does that have to do specifically with Tsaras that Hashem needs to mention the fact that He's going to give us Eretz Yisrael, uh, as a gift? And finally, the pasagens of uh, V'nasad li that I'll put Tsaras beves Eretz on the house in the land that uh, you were taking it as, as an Achuzah. Why can't it just say, bivotehem? Just say, in your houses. I already said that this is going to happen in Eretz Yisrael. And then, it's, which, and then it says, which is Eretz Achuzaschem. So why isn't it to tell me again? It's a house, bit Achuz Just say that it's one of your houses. Um, and I don't want to go into it here, uh, obviously, the Kliyakar is not following Rashi's explanation, but if you look at it inside, again, on Pasuk Lama Dalit, uh, he explains why his questions apply even according to Rashi. Um, so, feel free to look that up, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Just know that uh, even Rashi's explanation is not uh, going to completely answer the Kliyakar's question. So, he answers like this. What is the reason why Saras appears on a house? As we said earlier, when you speak Lashon Hara, so you get Saras on your body. But that that same reason doesn't apply for it coming onto your house. The Kaliyaker explains, he says this actually in several places in the Parsha, that you get Saras on your house because of stinginess, or a chemdas mamon, an inappropriate desire uh, for money. We have to understand that everything... That we have, that we're lucky to have in this world, is a gift from Hashem. And while He obviously wants us to use it to support ourselves and our family, uh, and our extended family, it's also in order to support those around us. That there's, there's no reason, there's no specific reason why one person needs more money Than another person, right? Everyone needs a certain amount of money to live. Some people have more than that amount. Some people have less than that amount. But everyone basically needs the same amount of money to live, unless there's extreme circumstances. So why do why does Hashem make it that some people have more and some people have less? So the people who have more, they're getting it in order to help the people who have less. And this is especially true in Eretz Yisrael, where the entire thing is an inheritance from Hashem. It's a gift from Hashem. If you look in the the Psukim, and, and this is one of the Psukim that we see this from, and this is uh, mentioned explicitly um, in Nach, we went into Eretz Israel. we didn't have to fight a war. There are a few places where you see wars in Eretz Israel, and that's either uh, a, a bit of a shtadlis that Bene Israel had to do, or something that they weren't supposed to do at the time. But for the most part, we walked in and the guyim left, right? That's that's the story of Yericho, that everything was, and that was the story of Yericho, that's the Jews walked in, they walked around the city, and boom, the, the walls came down, and that was it, and that was the strongest city. And really, everything could have been like that, except you have to learn the story of uh, in say for Yeshua, why everything went down the way that it did. But essentially, that was the way that things were supposed to work in Eretz Yisrael. And that's how we got Eretz Yisrael, that it was a total gift from Hashem. So all the more so, we have to realize in Eretz Yisrael that the purpose in us having what we have is in order to help those around us. And if we are stingy, or if we have such a desire for money that we can't do that, that we can't share that from other people, Hashem is going to send us a message. And that message comes clearly in the form of Tsaras. And now everything fits in the Pasuk. It tells us when you're coming to Eretz Canaan because of this specific idea of inheriting Eretz Canaan, And again, Hashem wants to tell us, You have to understand, I'm the one who is giving this to you. This is not coming from yourselves. I'm the one who's doing this. And again, The Pasuk ends off with a reminder that, yeah, these might be your houses, but it's in the houses in the land which I gave you. And therefore, with that, we can better understand the reason why Tzeras would come on the house and why the Pasuk would be written the way that it is. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, old ideas for the modern mind dot blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Am Torah Divre Torah. Please check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, a handbook of Ashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash and on Twitter. Twitter handle at AMEMTORAH. That's A I M E M T O R A H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great Shabbos.